politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. The question now is on Article 1 of the resolution, impeaching President Donald J. Trump for abusing his powers. The clerk will call the roll. The weight of history is being felt on Capitol Hill after the House Judiciary Committee voted to approve two articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump. Mr. Chairman, there are 23 ayes and 17 noes. The article is agreed to. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler. Today is a solemn and sad day. For the third time in a little over a century and a half, the House Judiciary Committee has voted articles of impeachment against the president for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. The House will act expeditiously. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and with the party-line votes in the Judiciary Committee, President Trump now faces an upcoming vote on impeachment in the full House. Republicans like Arizona's Debbie Lesko, who's a member of the committee, are furious. This is really a travesty for America, and it's really tearing America apart. I have never in my entire life seen such an unfair, rigged, railroad job against the President of the United States. I have known that my fellow Democrats were going to go for impeachment since January of this year when they got power. And here we are today. They predetermined they were going to do it, and they did it come hell or high water. Before the Judiciary Committee vote, there was a marathon debate on the articles of impeachment that stretched across 14 hours. The contentious debate repeatedly illustrated the stark differences between Republicans and Democrats, as they considered allegations that President Trump abused his power by withholding hundreds of millions of dollars in aid approved by Congress so that Ukraine would investigate his political rival, former Vice President Joe Biden, whose son Hunter once served on the board of Burisma a Ukrainian company. The central question for us to resolve on this committee is whether the president sought a political favor or is he, as my Republican colleagues suggest, an anti-corruption crusader. That notion is laughable. New York Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, who leads the Democratic caucus. The July 25th rough transcript is a smoking gun And Donald Trump's words pulled the trigger. A reference to the phone call between President Trump and the leader of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, which came to light after the complaint from the whistleblower. That complaint led to the impeachment inquiry. And Ohio Republican Jim Jordan has railed at the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, arguing that lawmakers should hear that person's direct testimony. Remember when when this all happened in September? Adam Schiff told us we were going to get a hear from the whistleblower? The whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge, who was biased against the president, who worked with Joe Biden, he said, we're going to get a hear from him, but then changed his mind. And what changed, what changed the chairman's mind? The day after the call, the whistleblower writes this memo, says the call was all describes it as crazy, frightening, but he waits 18 days to file his complaint. But what happens in that 18-day time frame? Whistleblower goes off and sees Adam Schiff, gets some marching orders from Adam Schiff's staff, and everything changes. We don't get a hear from them. And because we don't get a hear from the whistleblower, remember the complaint that gets filed on August 12th? Very first point the whistleblower makes in that complaint. He says this, over the past four months, more than half a dozen U.S. officials informed me about this effort. We have no idea. The committee marking up articles of impeachment, we have no idea who those 
Half a dozen U.S. officials are. But Democrats say several credible nonpartisan witnesses did come forward and testified in depositions and public hearings about their concerns related to a pressure campaign to get Ukraine to do President Trump's political bidding. I spoke about the central focus of the articles of impeachment with Virginia Democratic Congressman Jerry Connolly. This case is a slam dunk. It's crystal clear. There's no ambiguity about what happened. He attempted extortion of a foreign leader for private personal political gain using U.S.-provided military assistance desperately needed in a country actively in combat with Russian troops in the eastern part of its sovereign territory uh, to exact a favor, as he put it, a favor. That is an abusive office. That is a crime. It's bribery. And it has to be addressed. And in the process, he's obstructed Congress, which is why there's a second article of impeachment, in refusing to allow his officials to cooperate with the inquiry. I will point out, even Richard Nixon allowed his officials to cooperate with the Watergate inquiry. His chief of staff, his domestic advisor, his general counsel and the White House attorney all testified before Watergate Select Committee. Uh, but not in this case. And so that's an across-the-board defiance of the legislative branch and its absolute right to pursue this inquiry. But Republican lawmakers see the facts of the case very differently. Florida Congressman Matt Gates, a strong ally of the president, spoke frequently during the debate. President Trump did nothing wrong. As we've sat here today, each and every action of the president has been explained. We have offered the basis, the understanding. We've gained an appreciation for why a president would have reasonable concern about Ukraine. Republicans frequently point out that the aid to Ukraine was released, but Democrats say that's only because the president came under political heat after the whistleblower's complaint became public. California Democrat Karen Bass. The aid was released after the administration was busted, after there was pressure from Congress for the aid to be released. A wide range of arguments were made during the debate over the articles of impeachment. They included Texas Republican Louie Gohmert and California Democrat Eric Swalwell. This is a Stalin-esque type proceeding. That's the way it worked under Stalin. You didn't get to find out what the fact witness is because usually there weren't any. This president has set our democracy on fire and we must act to save it. And there's an urgency to act. And this president is not only being impeached because of what he has done. It's because of what he continues to do. Ultimately, the debate started moving toward what were effectively closing arguments after the committee voted down several Republican amendments, including two which would have scrapped the articles of impeachment altogether. But shortly after 11 at night, Chairman Nadler had a surprise announcement that stunned and upset Republicans. It came after a procedural vote. It is now very late at night. I want the members on both sides of the aisle to think about what has happened over these last two days and to search their consciences before we cast our final votes. Therefore, the committee will now stand in recess until tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., at which point I will move to divide the question so that each of us may have the opportunity to cast up or down votes on each of the articles of impeachment and to let history be our judge. The committee is in recess. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman.
there was no consulting from the minority ranking member on your schedule for tomorrow, which you've just blown up schedules for everyone. You chose not to consult the ranking member on a schedule issue of this magnitude? So typical. While the ranking Republican on the committee, Doug Collins, fumed, when the committee reconvened on Friday morning, there were no procedural antics, and the committee solemnly went ahead with the vote. Mr. Chairman, there are 23 ayes and 17 noes. The article is agreed to. The resolution is amended as ordered reported favorably to the House. Without objection, the committee is adjourned. And with the fall of the gavel, the House prepares to vote on whether to impeach President Donald Trump. If, as expected, the articles of impeachment are approved, he will become the third U.S. president in the nation's history to be impeached, joining former Presidents Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Former President Richard Nixon resigned before a House vote on impeachment. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.